Hey, everybody. Cal and Dan here. So we had a great time chatting with Brett Bauer from Sagamore Spirit. Uh, we tasted their recently, I don't know if it's released everywhere or not, but recently released uh, or releasing tequila finished rye whiskey. Uh, it was really good. If you're uh, if you're like, I like rye whiskey and I don't like tequila, you're probably going to like this because it is, uh, it does not, it is, it is, not, there is nothing in there. I actually got more, you know, kind of maybe the spice from the rye or something. I got a little more of the, um, uh, kind of almost kind of a mezcal kind of finish off of this thing. Uh, a little bit of smoke, but, uh, you'll hear about it in the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, was, uh, it was good. Uh, I, I mean, Hey, I'm going to get a bottle when it comes out. Why not? Absolutely. And, and uh, so, but first, we've got our DraftKings show coming up for the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We've uh, we may have some good sleeper picks in there for you. We may not. I uh, did make a little money last week, and I definitely, definitely, definitely took uh, took a big jump ahead in the one and done on Dan. Mm, well, I, I see you have your. Hat on, still. You have your hat on. <laughs> we'll see how he does this week. Yeah, uh, we will. We will. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, enjoy the show. Uh, you know, hey, if you haven't tried Sagamore Spirit yet, uh, they've got some fantastic finishes out there. Be sure to give them a try. Uh, should be readily available in most states, I believe, or a lot of states, and uh, fairly priced for what you're getting. Also, uh, speaking of bottles, uh, Dan, our barrel pick, um, which is a collaboration with, uh, with the rock elite barrel pickers. Uh, I definitely probably screwed that up again, but, uh, uh, it is live. It's out there. Uh, you can find information about it on Instagram. If you don't, don't find it and you want it, uh, well, I guess, uh, call Dan or, uh, DM us and we'll get you the information to be able to get you a bottle. We do have a few left. Yeah. Just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you can write the show, uh, mailbag at birdies and the number, the letter and bourbon.com, something like that if you want to, but yeah, we got a few bottles left. Uh, it's going fast, but it's cool. And I'll tell you what, we had a great time tasting that juice and it was good. It was really good. So, yeah. Got a few bottles on the way. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Mm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, let's see, Dan. So I don't think we've had a chance to catch. Oh, well, hold on. Before we get into that, what do you mm. think about all the red everybody was wearing yesterday on the course? Uh, it was great uh, to see. Obviously, you know, the dedication that uh, everybody or the admiration they all were talking about in terms of Tiger. I mean, yeah, we haven't talked. We have not gotten a chance to talk about Tiger since the, the wreck that happened last Monday. Um, but we're obviously saddened by it as well. And it was great to see the tour get behind him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good to hear, uh, you know, all, all the players and, you know, kind of those gestures of, uh, uh, of get well soon, if you will. So really, really good to see, uh, see everybody participating in that. 
Um, yeah, so I, I guess the, uh, what did I see? So he went direct into surgery, uh, you know, right after the accident. I think uh, late last week or maybe today I saw that they had, uh, they, they put him back in for some additional follow-up surgery. So, um, you know, who knows, man, will, is that, uh, you know, will we see Tiger Woods competing again? Uh, would never count the guy out obviously, but, um, yeah, what a, what a, uh, what a, what a rough incident there, huh? Hate, hate to see that for the guy. If anybody can come back from that, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be, I mean, because probably one of the, uh, you know, one of the greatest sport sporting comebacks of all times, right? I mean, him, uh, you know, at, at the masters, I mean, who, who expected that the year before I think at East Lake and then, uh, you know, then here we are, uh, you know, at the masters making a comeback just after after the, uh, you know, troubling, uh, things that he's experienced and been through and to be able to, uh, just the resiliency, you know, and what it's, what, what kind of mindset it must take to, uh, you know, to kind of push that aside. And, uh, again, it's good to see all the players and, and the tour, uh, you know, standing behind the guy. So yeah, you know, good, good, good for him. And, you know, he'll have a support system there, you know, if, if he is able to, uh, to make a comeback. So we were yeah. talking about him last week, uh, just because of the, the interview he did on Sunday at, um, the Genesis or whatnot. And he didn't look great there. We were like, eh, I don't know if we're going to see him this year. And then this happens and, you know, all you can say is, you know, I th- I think he can make a comeback. I mean, I think he can play again. And our initial thing, and we posted on Twitter and some of our social pages, is number one, just be okay. We just want you to be okay for your kids, yeah, for, for your sure. family, and us as golf fans. We'd love to have you involved in the sport, even if you're not playing, because you're just in, you've done so much for all of our you know all of our lives. So you know, we just wish him the best of luck for sure. May have uh, may have expedited his new career in uh, caddying for Charlie. You never know. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> never know. Never know. Uh, let's see. Congratulations to uh, to Colin Morikawa. Um, you know, I, I you know the concession course. Uh, Great course. Uh, some people had had a rough time with it for sure. <laughs> Um, you know, but, uh, but it looked like it handled everything. Well, we had some, uh, had some fans out down there. So that was good to see. Uh, and with, with the fans, I mean, we've had what several tournaments now where they're allowing, uh, some capacity or, or increased capacity of fans. And, you know, what's interesting is I haven't heard anything about, uh, you know, any new, uh, outbreaks or any scares or anything, you know, as far as COVID goes. So, so hopefully that bodes well for future events that, and, you know, it kind of gives people some security and, you know, they're, they're managing it the right way. Uh, obviously they're taking it slow. I think we're up to like 25%. I don't know what last week was or, or, uh, the Genesis, but, uh, I think they, I saw they were going to allow 25% capacity, fan capacity at Bay Hill this week. So, you know, slowly that thing kind of keeps, keeps ramping up. I know we, uh, the Augusta release, they were going to allow fans to, uh, you know, a few weeks or maybe a month or so ago back. And, you know, again, you know, kind of managing it in a, uh, in, in a rhythm that allows them to keep, keep their hands around, you know, what's going on. Because the last thing we want to see is, uh, Hey, let the fans back in. And then, you know, you wind up with outbreaks and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, kudos to the tour. Uh, you know, it looks like they're managing things in a, uh, in, in a, in a controlled environment. And, uh, once again, the PGA bubble is, uh, is proving to be successful. So knock on wood. Cool. Colin Morikawa. I was like, is he going to be able to pull it off? I don't know. And then now, I mean, it's like 
two workday events in a row. He's got the claw out. Watch out, Phil. He's going to have a coffee <laughs> brand next. And he's going he's to have the shades on out there. Going to have the shade. He's got to get some of those little tight pants, though, the little cuffed, uh, little the cuffed joggers. Got to get the joggers going and get the get the shades going. I, I think that's all he's missing to uh, uh, to follow in Phil's footsteps. So, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I had a good time watching the tournament. It was, you know, who played? Uh, Kepka played really well. Uh, I think what did more was shoot like two under yesterday Something to like that, uh, yeah. to close it out. So mm-hmm. not not overly aggressive. I saw Carlos Ortiz. I think he shot uh, one of the lower rounds of the weekend. I think he was six under yesterday. He was you know just too far out to to catch up. But uh, who Kepka looked good. Finau looked good again. So you know I, I think there's some uh, uh, Hovland. Hovland looked really good. Mm-hmm. I, I actually thought Hovland might uh, oh. might catch him. I, I he he was he was chasing him hard, man. What did he, uh, what hole did he, uh, what did, did the he The last have, hole like, on Friday. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he was just kind of got out there and, and, uh, you know, just, just kept, uh, kept that distance. So, and congrats uh, to you on your one and done for Hovland. Oh, I mean, I mean, he, oh. he scored some serious points last week. Holy cow. You pulled even further ahead. Brought, brought that up a little early. I was going to, uh, I was going to be, I was going to do some bragging on that. And, mm-hmm. and my one and dones, man, are, are coming in pretty side. I had a miss or two, but generally speaking, my one and dones are, uh, are looking pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. Well, I mean, last week was really good. I, I, I'll let you brag later as well, but I figured I'd bring it up at the top of the show because, holy cow, man, that guy was on fire last week. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, did anybody else really, um, did anybody else really, you know, kind of, kind of shock me. Uh, we did not have any Jordan Spieth last week. He didn't make the, uh, he didn't, he didn't make it for make the cup for the WGC. However, we will see Jordan Spieth back at uh, or at. Uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week. So I don't know. I could be kind of leading you down a path that I, I might be, uh, might still be heading to Speeth Island. There you go. Let me, let's touch on Morikawa one more time. I think he has what, like 40 something starts as a PGA golfer. And he's already got four wins. I know. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, it, well, I mean, I, I know who my one and done is going to be at the next uh, WGC <laughs> event. I mean, holy <laughs> shit. How, how, can you, how can you even think about getting away from that guy? <laughs> uh, I mean, that uh, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he looked good all weekend, ball striking, driving the ball. I mean, I, I don't know. Did he do anything wrong, really? I, you know, not uh, <laughs> made too many birdies, I guess. Gosh, man. Uh, so my lineup for this past week, uh, I made some money off of it. Uh, I'm trying to think who, uh, who did I pick that, uh, so I had Hovland in there. Uh, who did I, I have more Kawa in there? Oh, you know who burned me? Friggin' Ryan Palmer, dude. I, mm. I think he, I think he finished at like six over or something. So I, I don't, I don't know that he, uh, I don't know that he shot under par at all that week, which uh, I was a little surprised. I mean, I figure, you know, these no cut events, I mean, he's usually a pretty good, you know, he, he, he's usually a scorer, but, uh, couldn't, couldn't get it done. So in, in true theme, uh, I'm going to, I got a, I got a surprise coming up for you in my lineup this week. You may not be surprised, but, uh, who Ryan Palmer, uh, I was surprised about Ryan Palmer because he plays well on the tough courses. He was playing well at Muirfield last year, right? Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah. So I was a little surprised. So yeah. So I made a little bit of money there. Uh, didn't lose any money. Let me, let me frame it up better that way. Maybe we may start giving some percentages out on, on what we just based on what we bet. We, we won X percentage. I don't know if we need to give a dollar amount because it could be skewed, you know, depending on how many lineups and stuff you play, but, but we may give, uh, the percentage, uh, the percentage over what we, uh, what we, what we, uh, what we put in for entry fees. Maybe we'll think about that. There could, you go. could be, could mm-hmm. be, uh, where are we at next with so the Florida swing continues, uh, no Puerto Rico, you gotta hit Puerto Rico real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so congrats to, uh, Brendan grace. Um, you know, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, does, does the curse continue? We'll find out at uh, at bay hill this week because he will be there uh who uh hovlin actually broke the curse right hovlin broke the curse i think you owe me a bottle of rum uh checks in the mail <laughs> i'll tell you what you may you may want to just hold that thought you see those uh, chess moves for, and we got to talk about puerto rico hovlin one you owe me rum that's you, that's that's three ahead that's three ahead <laughs> you, you may uh yeah you may want to just uh you may want to just hold off on that. I know, I'll probably because... owe you more. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so I don't know if this will be too late uh, when this comes out or not. But our uh, uh, oh, sorry. Well, but Brandon Grace, yeah, I was just looking to see uh, what he's won in the past. I don't, this may have been his first win. I don't think it was his first win, but uh... yeah, let's see here. Uh, well, it's his first recent win. I can tell you that he's got a waste management in nineteen. You got a yeah. second place. There you go. Yeah. Second place. Second place. Oh, second place waste uh, management. Yeah, I don't see. Oh uh, no, he won the RBC in twenty sixteen. So, uh, I think that's his. Okay, so this is his second win. So, does the Puerto Rican curse count if it's not your first win? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. So, uh, but yeah, congrats to, uh, Mr. Grace on winning the Puerto Rican open. Maybe, maybe he's, uh, he's just completely killed the Puerto Rican curse. I'm sure Tony Fina will be happy about that to find out that it was just, it, just kidding guys. It wasn't really a thing. Anyway. Talking about a T too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Now we'll continue with the Florida swing. By the way, I'm sipping on this Evan Williams single barrel. Uh, I hadn't opened up any of the 2012 um, release yet, but uh, man, it is sure is tasty. Yeah, Evan Williams single barrel. It's a good budget bottle, daily drinker, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right, so uh, we're, we're driving this time, man. Nobody has to get on a plane to get to the golf course uh, for this weekend. So we're heading, heading from Bradenton, Florida at Concession to... Um, to Bay Hill in the Orlando area. Uh, Going to be a hard golf course this week, man. It's uh, so I, I think coming off of last week, which was really hard heading into this week, which is going to be hard. I think the course is going to set up kind of like, um, uh, like a Muir field or PGA national. It's going to be long. There's going to be a lot of water. Uh, it's going to be uh, scoring off the tee and ball strikers, ball strikers, ball strikers. Uh, so this course ranked, um, it ranked the hardest course on tour last year. 
uh, from a scoring perspective. And uh, interesting enough, though, so the hardest course on tour, but the greens were the fifth easiest on tour. Hmm. So if that kind of tells you, right. So as long as you're, as long, if you're, if you're getting, you know, you're getting off the tee and again, you know, I think it's really going to come into favor for the ball strikers here. Uh, but it's long course coming in just shy of 7,500 yards, uh, par 72. And uh, we've got Bermuda greens. Uh, yeah, it's a, so this was for last year. It says, uh, you know, it typically ranks as one of the 10th hardest, but last year it ranked as the hardest. So, and the big thing that's going to come into play at, or that can come into play at Bay Hill is the wind. And, and that's where, so, you know, we're going to have a pretty good mix. This is an invitational tournament. So we got a good mix of European players and, and American or, or US PGA tour players. So, you know, definitely could some, could lean to some advantage for, uh, for the Euros that, uh, you know, that tend to, to play in the win often. Uh, just looking at uh, tournament history. So last year you got Terrell Hatton, uh, 20. No, it's uh, Hatton. Oh, Hatton, mm -hmm. the hat man, mm -hmm. Hatton. So you got Hatton last year. Uh, oh, Hatton. You got Leishman, runner up. Uh, Francesco Molinari in 2019, Roy McIlroy 2018, Mark Leishman in 17. Again, don't forget, I just said he was uh, runner-up in 2020. And 2016, you got Jason Day. Interesting enough, though, Jason Day's two withdrawals in 2020 and 2019. I think that was the vertigo back issue. Who knows what it is? It could be something different this weekend. But uh, he didn't finish all that bad this week. Uh, he where did he finish at? He's been showing. Uh, he's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 18th at WGC, seventh at the Pro Am. Two missed cuts uh, coming into that with Farmers and Waste Management. So, oh, I think I picked him as my uh, as my one and done for uh, Waste Management, or maybe the Farmers. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of where we wind up at. We've got, uh, again, Invitational. There's 123 players. Uh I think uh, I got that one right. Yeah, 123. I think we're taking top 65 in ties. And, uh, yeah, water, water everywhere. I'm going to be interested to see on hole number six. That's kind of the, the big horseshoe, uh, hard dog leg right, kind of over the water there. Uh, what is number – what's the distance on number six? Uh, I think it's like you got to carry like 300 and – 70 plus yards if you wanted to try to drive the green so it's going to be interesting to see is this something where bryson tries to go for it does he try to drive the green on number six i mean because it i mean you know just by just the stats and the measurement and, and you know and, and his distance i mean he could drive it uh but you know if he gets there's into the wind that kind of thing you know is, is it going to work out i don't know I, I think it's going to be a fun tournament this weekend we got to talk to johnny about that apparently old tattersall was uh was having some chats with bryson and everybody out there in texas and they were talking oh, about, yeah, and Cuomo, talking about yeah. that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah we got to uh we got to try to get him back on the show and uh see what uh see what insider tips he gave and what takeaways he's got regarding uh uh the one bryson DeChambeau. oh yeah uh, let's think, are we missing anything here? Uh, so last year when Hatton, uh, when he won the event, he won it four under. So what did we finish at this week? We were at 15 under, I think, at concession. Well, last year was four under. 
and uh, there's quite a bit of wind and stuff going on last week so or last year at this tournament. But so it'll be interesting to see kind of where do things play out, uh, you know, as far as what the what the weather does and what the scoring because you know we've consistently seen mid to high teens, if not uh, mid twenties from a, a winning scoring perspective. Right. So, I mean, these guys are used to scoring, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch, uh, watch what these guys. And for the record, do. people, everybody listening, we are not making fun of Hatton. Actually, John told us it is Hatton and he wasn't messing with us. <laughs> so that's why we're saying it that we're trying to say it the right way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, so uh, the, um, uh, so it's, you know, I was talking about the whole, the, you know, driving the green and that's where, uh, that's where daily made an 18 at, oh, and boy. I, I don't know what the year, I, I didn't look and see what the year was, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you got daily making an 18 on the whole. It's like, uh, Hey, give me another ball rooms. Give me another ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I already said water is in play on nine holes and I, I think there's like 80 plus, uh, sand traps on the course. So plenty of danger for, you know, folks aren't hitting it. Well, like I said, off the tee ball striking. I mean, those are going to be the, the key greens are again, relatively easy for the golf course. So, uh, let's get into, um, who's going to make you some money this week. Danny boy. I feel good about this. Uh, this week. Do you? Yeah, I feel good about it. I, I feel, mean, I, I feel got, good about. It. I like this field. I like the I like the I like the pricing so far. Uh, yeah. I feel really good about it. A lot All of right. good value picks in the, uh, in the in the you know kind of the the under seven thousand dollar range. I didn't actually have to go there, even though I know after I get done my last pick, you'll probably say, "Hey, you may should have gone there." So. Well, you and I talk a lot about the field strength, and what the field strength does a lot of times is it's not necessarily if you you know. You get a little risky when you see a lot of people that are at 7,000 or the high sixes or even even the mid sevens where you're like, I haven't seen that much recent form from these people. And that was, yeah. that's what concerns you a lot of times. That's why it makes it risky. But when you see the field like we have here, there's a lot of recent form and you can make more of an educated decision. Yeah. And, and plenty of big names here, right? So, uh, uh 10,000 or above, you got Hatton, Reed, Hovland, DeChambeau and McElroy. Uh, I don't have any of those in my, in my lineup. Uh, you know, I, I may be kicking myself on both McElroy and, uh, and Vic at the end of this one, but, uh, cause Javi looked good last week, man. He looked real good. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see, but I, I don't have anybody in the 10,000 or above range in my lineup. Do you? Oh yeah, of course I do. Oh, why wouldn't I? Yeah, I figured you did. Mm hmm. So I did not take Rory, uh, even though he did play well last week. Uh, DeChambeau has been, he's been um, kind of hit or miss lately, right? I mean, mm-hmm. missed a cut at Genesis. Um, he was 22nd last week. Um, Tournament of Champions was 7th, but there's only 40 players in that field. Just didn't like the recent form enough to, to pull the trigger on on, um, on DeChambeau. Uh, Vic, Vic had a big week last week. Uh, yeah, I, I want to pull the trigger. 10,600. I mean, 5th in the field. DK points. Uh, I, I didn't pull the trigger there either. I did go for hat on. I went to hat on at um, 10,000. Yeah. One last year plays really well here, obviously. And then you got uh, last week at the WGC 22nd and then Saudi Arabia 6th and Dubai 21st. 
another uh, Dubai Desert Classic was 22nd. And then Dubai Championship first, RSM 23rd. So just really good play. I think he's going to do well here. If you look at here, last 25 around 24 rounds, he is ninth in shots gained total, 21st DK points, third in putting, short game uh, ninth, ball striking 26th, uh, off the tee 43rd. So I, I, I like him here. Obviously, he played here well last year. I think he's going to follow up nicely. Yeah, I, you know, I had him initially. I, I, that's, that's where I went to immediately. Um, I also thought about Hovland. I looked at his course history here, T42, and back to Hovland. So T42, T40, and, you know, coming off of the second or T2 last week, uh, I did, I, I just, you know, for the other folks that I wanted to, uh, to gravitate towards, I couldn't, uh, couldn't go there. But yeah, I, I think it's a solid pick with, uh, with Hatan. And, uh, you know, recent form in Europe says, yes, uh, it's his first trip um, to the U.S. this year. So, you know, is that going to make a difference? Uh, you know, probably not. But the way the guy's playing, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I my next one's at 9800. Yeah, yeah, so we got the same guy. Yeah, I, okay. I got Fitzpatrick too, man. I, I mean, I think that's, um, uh, what do we got? Consecutive uh, top tens for this guy. Uh, you know, I was talking about the wind earlier and kind of what happens. I mean, I think that's a place where Fitz, if the wind gets up, I think he's going to excel. Uh, you know, maybe where other, people's might, other people might not. So, so I, I think, you know, course conditions, first and foremost, and recent form, with uh, with Fitzpatrick are extremely solid. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks to Fantasy National for providing us with this data. I'm looking at last 36 rounds, Bay Hill Club only, and uh, Fitzpatrick. You got a T9, second place, missed the cut, T13, T27. So four out of the last five. You know, uh, let's let's call it two out of the last uh, four events, or three out of the last four events here. Sorry, uh, you got t, uh, fifteen or better, so top fifteen placement. I, I can't uh, for ninety eight hundred, and that he leads my lineup. And uh, I don't know, I, I may I may talk a little bit more about him later on in the show, but Fitzy, um, yeah, we're yeah yeah. So uh, let's see, where's he at off the tee? Uh, off the tee, he's ranked 73rd, which is, you know, kind of scratching my head going, eh, what's going on there? But, uh, and then on approach, he's ranked 69th, but I mean, he plays the course really damn well, man. I mean, he's, uh, it, you know, just, just tournament history in recent form. I, I can't, uh, I can't pass that guy up. What attracted me most to him was actually recent form and, and the way his game shapes up. So being that second shot kind of guy. Uh, 11th at the WGC Workday last week, fifth at the Genesis. I mean, those are tough courses, and he played really well. So, yeah, and big fields too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my next guy is uh, I go way down the list, man. I don't have anybody until 8,700. I don't either. So let's just hit some notables on the way down. Yeah. So Sanjay played really well here last year. Yeah, Sanjay has uh, got a good track record here. Uh, recent forms been good. It's you know I, I uh, uh, this may be a breakout uh, week for Sanjay. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all to see him uh, see him close the deal here. He's got two T threes here. Yep. Yeah, he's got yeah third third solo third last year in T three uh, mm -hmm. in twenty nineteen. So. Yep. Uh, strokes game total. He's coming in uh, just short of 31. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's somebody else. Uh, 22. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I like Sanjay here, man. I think that's, uh, I think that's a good play. I just, you know, I couldn't afford him where I was. So well, golden uh, boys never played here, huh? Uh, I guess. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Too big for this, I guess. Uh, exactly. Welcome back to the middle. Uh, right. So, uh, let's see. Sanjay. So strokes. Games, Those are jokes. Holdies. People. We <laughs> love Jordan. We love Jordan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, never played here, man. So, uh, you know, and, and what, uh, where was he? Did he have th- like three top fives yeah. coming? Is that, what, is that where he's sitting yeah. at? Uh, um, well, he's f- 15th at the Genesis, yeah. third at the AT&T, fourth at Waste Management. Yeah. Uh, missed the cut at the Farmers. But, you know, I mean, those three tournaments back to back to back. Uh, again, I, we said at the top of the show, he didn't get invited to, um, to the WGC last week. But, uh, hey, I mean, recent form, psh, yeah, I don't really know how you argue with that. So some other notables um, would be Billy played really well last week at eighty nine hundred. Uh, he did play well. Uh, say, I think he, I think he's got a good track record here as well. Uh, he's making the cuts, right? T thirty six, T 13 and twenty. So, so he's making it to the weekend. I don't know at that price. Uh, I need a little more than making it to the weekend. So. Mm-hmm. What about what about your boy uh, the sauce man? Uh, oh, he, are you kidding me? He's in my lineup. <laughs> you said you're going you way kidding? down. I thought you were going are, way down. I think. Are, are you kidding me? He is in my freaking lineup, man. Uh, so Francesco Molinari, where are you, Francesco? Eighty-seven hundred. Uh, yeah, no. See him here. Played well uh, last so, week. It played, he played, he's been, that dude is coming back into form. So didn't play last year, but he won it in 19 T26, T7 and T9 at the API. I mean, what I, of course I'll take some of that action. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know percentage own wise. I think some people might overlook him just because I, I think there's kind of a bad taste in it. Where was he? Was he, um, was it at the Amex where he, t- oh, no, maybe it was the AT&T Prime where he tops the ball on like he teed off and it like he just kind of dribbles out. He pulled a, he pulled a Dan, uh, Dan T shot off the first tee and it, it didn't go anywhere. But eighth at the Genesis, 59 at the Pro-Am, 10th at the Farmers, eighth at the Amex. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like Francesco and, and he, I'm, I'm considering, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call it yet, but that there's a consideration for the sauce man at, uh, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational for me. That guy is, uh, he, he is getting things turned around. Nice. Nice. Uh, let's see. I dropped way down. So. All right. So I'm at uh, 8,400 going with uh, Sam Burns. So uh, coming in, coming off of his recent uh, past three tournaments, Sam Burns is one of three players ranked in the top 15, I believe, in both drive and approach. Uh, and I think the other two are Victor Hovland and Hendrick Norlander. So, you know, it, you know we, we said at the top of the show, um, got to be able to get off the tee and you got to be striking the ball. And I think, uh, I think Sam's doing it just as good as anybody right ah, now. It's so it's a good play. That's a good play. Uh, where Sam finished. So third at the Genesis, 39th at AT&T, 22 at Waste Management, 18th at the Farmers. And, uh, you know, his stats don't look that good, uh, you know, in in, um, in Fantasy National for this uh, for this tournament. But uh, I feel like he's making 
Uh, so he hadn't played here. Uh, it's wrong. Uh, where are you at, Burns? Uh, so T36, T54, and T49. So again, he's making the cut, and you know he he's uh, he's definitely coming into this in better form than he has uh, you know in, in in years past. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I got to go to seventy nine hundred. Okay, go. And that is Taylor Goot, T13 last year, didn't play in 19. And I think it was T26. Yeah, T26 in 18. Um, that's another guy, just recent form. He's uh, 12th at the Genesis. He did miss the waste management, uh, 48th at the Farmers, 21st at the Amex. So uh, I like where he's at in recent form. I, uh, I think Gooch has got, I think his game's going to, I think it's going to fit here. Um, just based on, uh, I lost you. There you are. Uh, so he's 10th in DraftKings points. He's, uh, he is 64th off the tee, but he's 18th in approach. So, yeah. I got a 7,700 bucks. I got Tringali. And he has not played here before. But last couple starts, he was 26th at the Genesis. He was 7th at the AT&T, 17th at Waste Management, 18th at Farmers, 56th at Amex, 3rd at the RSM. Just a really solid track record for 7700 bucks. I think I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get some good play out of him this week in terms of you, the, Go ahead. You could you could have picked Ricky Fowler for $7800. He's ranked 6 in points here. Come on, Dan. I know. I'm going off recent history, buddy. <laughs> Shots gained total, 47. Tee to green, 39. Off the tee, 51st. Putting, 58. I, I like him here. And then I got another guy at 7700 bucks. I got uh, Lonto Griffin. So oh. Lonto at WGC Workday last week. Again, tough course, 22nd. Genesis, 26th. Farmers, 7th. So just really good, really good history in the last three tournaments here. Um, he's below here. See, shots gained total, or shots gained tee to green, 45th. 24th off the tee, 55th in putting. Uh, again, for 7700 bucks, I like both of these guys. Um, yeah. So, And then I dropped down to... 7,400. All right, I'm going to the Ironman at Bay Hill. He said 44 rounds here. Henrik Stenson. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the first uh, first tournament we for first trip to the U.S. Uh, this year. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a little shaky. Uh, it's like you know, is, is it going to work out or is it not? So Stenson missed the cut last year. T17 fourth, missed the cut in 17, T3. So the guy has definitely got some course history here. And, uh, you know, I, uh, where did I yeah. So looking at the course, he's in total strokes gain, he's ranked second. T to green, he's ranked second. Ball striking, he's ranked first. Short game, he's ranked 36, but you don't need a short game when you're ranked first in approach. He's 12th off the tee. He's 78th around the green, but it doesn't matter. You don't need it when you're hitting greens. He's ranked 22nd in putting here, and he's ranked fourth in DraftKings points. So at $7,000, uh, the Ironman is uh, is where I end my lineup. Iceman. It's Iceman. Oh, Iceman. Yeah. Damn it. It's, it's okay. 
okay. It's okay. You, you, you've, you've got that uh, Evan Williams in front of you, so maybe he Iron does. Man, Iceman. Yeah. Is there a difference? No, no, not for him. Uh, I'm going 7,400. I got Adam Hadwin, uh, last couple tournaments, 25th at the Genesis, 50 at Waste, uh, 16th at, or 16th or 18th? 18th at the Farmers. Can't see that small print. 32nd at the American Express. So just really solid play from him. And then in this particular field here, he's, been, he's played 12 rounds. Tita Green, 18th or 16th. Tots Kane total, 18th. Off the tee, second. And then uh, 18th in DK points. I, I like him here, man. I really do. Uh, I've got one more. Do you have one more? Nope. Okay. My last guy is Ian Poulter coming at 7300 bucks. Shots gained total 23rd, 19th tee to green, 21st on approach, 51st off the tee, 19th around the green, 51st uh, DK points, 69th on putting, and then he was 35th last week in Puerto Rico, 18th at Saudi, and then 72nd at the Saudi Classic. But I just like the way his game shapes up here. Tournament history. Let me see. Do you have that? Uh, I don't, but I, w- I was just looking because I, I thought I'd skip somebody, and I did. I did skip. Hold on, person. I got tournament history for Ian yeah, 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 real yeah, quick. Yeah. He was T thirty two last year, T twenty three and nineteen, T forty one, T forty one, T forty six. So he plays. He plays pretty well here, so I like him here. Yep. Go ahead. I was trying to work on all this bragging I was going to do at the end of the show. So I see what you did at the beginning. You threw me off, Dan. I see what you did. I see what you, you iced me, didn't you? you I iced you. me. I did. Uh, I don't. I don't think I, I didn't. Uh, we didn't talk about Mark Leishman, did we? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we did. Okay, just do it again. We, if we did, we're going to apologize. I, I, don't, I don't think we talked about Leishman. So, uh, so Leishman at $8,200. Uh, second last, oh, you know what? I, so we talked about him because he came in second last year behind Tara Hatton. Mm. Uh, but second last year, T23, T7, won the event in 17. T17 and 16 at $8,200. That might be the value of the tournament. And it is a tough, tough, I tell you. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but he was 39 at WGC, 32nd at Genesis, 18 at Farmers, uh, fourth at the Sony. So I feel like this guy's got his game kind of moving back in the right direction. Um, he's fourth in uh, strokes gain total here, he's ninth in DraftKings points. He's fourth in approach, uh, 68th off the tee. We may have talked about him already, but 68th off the tee. So that might, uh, you know, that that's the only thing that's kind of wavering for me. But uh, but yeah, Leishman at $8,200, I think that's, uh, that's a steal. All right. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, one and done. So last week you got Hovland and you won a misly $783,000. Uh, Measly. Uh, give me, uh, give me the, give me the sauce man. Give me the, the sauce, sauce man. man. You got the sauce man. You got Molinari. I'm taking Fitzpatrick. And yeah. you are ahead right now by 1.59 million. So yeah, all right. Well, yeah. I got a few tournaments I'll, I can afford to uh, give away. I'll, I'll make that up this weekend. My pick alone. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, you very, you very well could. He's leading my lineup for a reason. So uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for joining the show. And uh, you know. Play smart bets or just place a lot of them. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I'm Matt You're listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Drink up and buckle up because we're going all the way.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, we are happy to be joined tonight with uh, Brett Bauer from Sagamore Spirit. He is the central sales director for uh, for those folks. And uh, we had them on the show. Dan, I told you, we got to start recording. <laughs> what, uh, what, what show is this? What show? This could be show number three. It could be show 333. We don't know. Well, hold on. Let's. We'll call this show 98 because we're, or we could call it 2021. I don't know. It's up to you. Somewhere in the middle. Brett, how you doing, man? I'm great, guys. How are you? We're good. Thank you. Very, very good. You guys, um, you know, so we, when we had a chance to, to speak with you guys on our last show uh, with Sagamore Spirit, excuse me, and uh, we got to go through a lot of your rise. We've actually been pushing out. So you know, we've had a lot of tasting with a lot of, we've had, uh, professional baseball players, caddies, tour play. I mean, we've had a lot of people on the show. And uh, so we're actually sending this out, you know, the samples that you sent us, and we're sharing that with folks and, and we're letting them experience something that they may not otherwise experience. So it's, I think it's working out really well. Uh, getting good. There's nothing that we're sending out that's bad, obviously. Mm -hmm. But. Um, I saw yeah, you I had you had a couple of bottles up the other day. I think you had a caddy on. Um, who I feel like Bubba Watson was part of the conversation. We had some Sagamore up on, on the table, which was pretty cool. Was actually uh, Kevin Kramer, second baseman for the Pittsburgh oh, Pirates. Oh, that was that one. Okay, yeah. I, I think that's who. I believe that's who it was. It could have been Kessler, but uh, yeah, if it was just last week, I think it was Kevin Kramer from okay. the Pirates. So. Uh, but yeah, but we do have, uh, we got Reed Martin coming on. I think he's got a Sagamore in there, I believe. So, uh, cool. yeah. So, so we try to kind of, you know, spread the love man. kind of get the word around and, uh, you know, give, uh, give people an opportunity to drink some good liquor. And, uh, and by the way, the reason we're here today, uh, well, I don't want to get into that just yet. So what's, <laughs> uh, how are things at Sagamore? Are they things, things seem to be going well, right? Yeah, things are good, you know. Um, adjusting to, to 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 the market these days, you know, on premise is a little bit different than it was for for the first twenty some odd years of my career. Um, but we've adjusted and and just really, you know, we've got some really great liquid, and and I think we we've done a good job of um, getting getting it out there and getting some taste to people, and 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 um, you know, it's just a great community and it's such a, it's such a fun community to be a part of. And, and things are good. You know, the whiskey's fun. The LTOs are fun. Manhattan finish has probably come to the end of its run. Um, God, too I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go to, uh, got to go to the store and get another bottle. Cause I've really enjoyed the Manhattan finish. And, and that's what we're going to be getting into tonight is a new release. I, I think, I don't know if it's, yep. out, is it on the market? What, what's the date release? So there's a, a test There was a test first release that hit maryland and texas part of texas last year um the national release is, is hitting markets um you'll see most of probably hit march 1st um to march 15th so pretty much the same timeline we've had with all of our spring ltos the calvados was the same but orders are going in as we speak and uh should be hitting some shelves here i would imagine march 1st um and by the end of the march hopefully they'll be available in, in all the markets that we're in all 38. So uh, I just want to say I, I enjoy um, I'm going to be transparent. Right. So your your flagship, your 83 proofer, mm -hmm. it doesn't overwhelm me. Sure. 
but it's because I like things like the, the tequila finish and I like your double cask and I, you know, and, mm-hmm. and your, your cat, or I'm sorry. I like your cast strength and I like your double oaked. So that's the reason that the 83 proofer doesn't overwhelm me. And, uh, it's, it's a great introduction to rye whiskeys. Um, what I'm most excited about are your, uh, are your finished rye whiskeys. I mean, they, and, and I'm excited to get a hold of this tequila finish because I don't know that I've ever had a tequila finished rye and I saved it. I didn't have time to get Dan some. And, <laughs> and depending on how it goes down, Dan may not get oh, any, never get but, any now. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I'm excited. And, and Dan and I were talking about it and we're like, well, let's think about what you get. And I, I don't know. Let's look on, check out the label here. So you got some tasting notes on, but are there, um, do you know where the, barrels came from or could you tell us where the barrels came from so that's kind of the challenge sometimes when when you work with brokers and 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 coopers brokers barrel brokers you know we had the 2019 port that won the world's best rye um which it will be very difficult to recreate because we don't know exactly where some of the the bodegas were um that that we got from portugal we know bordy vineyards in maryland um you know the calvados there's not too much out there so you can kind of deduct but you know we don't know and sometimes they can't tell you sometimes they won't tell you until you sign you know the order and send them a check and sometimes they're 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 very open and we we try to get as much knowledge as we can but sometimes that's just the way it goes you just don't know Right. So we had a contact. Um, I know these these came from Independence Dave and, and they aged the uh, 13-year-old Xroneo tequila hmm. in Jalisco. Hmm. So um, probably not the, the big, big guy in Jalisco, but um, probably a moderate-sized tequila um, company based out of there. So unfortunately, I don't know the exact um, tequila, but I, I do know Jalisco. And 13-year-old extra Anejo, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and that's then, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting uh, – I can get, get a little oak on the nose of this thing. Um, you know, surprisingly enough, I don't – so if you're thinking like uh, – I don't – I mean, have you've tasted already. Uh, oh, you def- and now you've definitely tasted. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, most people think um, – you know, I'm thinking like, eh, I'm not really a tequila person. Well, that probably – probably means you're drinking the wrong tequila anyway second thing is if you nose this thing and you're like it doesn't smell like tequila at all to me then drinking the wrong tequila yeah no no yeah but i mean like i'm getting like some good uh i'm, I'm getting a, a lot of that oak i'm getting I can I get some agave in here. I mean, I'm getting kind of that syrup. I mean, it's almost a syrupy vanilla kind of agave thing coming out of that. So I tried this at Tales of the Cocktail, I think walking down Bourbon Street at two years ago. Oh, and wow. um, I remember liking it and like, hey, when are we going to do something with that? And I think that was just uh, happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right person um, with the right community to kind of showcase some things that are up and, and coming. And, and I remember really liking it. But again, preface that by I was walking out the tails of the cock- cocktail in Bourbon Street. So uh, that, what, there's did, no, what didn't you like? Right, exactly. <laughs> no accountability for any opinions at that time. But I remember it being great. But this is my first try of this go round. Um, I did not get a chance to try the Texas release um with COVID and everything and, and I like it I mean to me it's it's very much in line with all the rest of our LTOs it's it's a rye whiskey 
with strong notes of whatever we're saying it is. You know, where the Calvados, you got that apple and <laughs> cognac, the cognac has come through, but it doesn't overwhelm. It's not, you know, this is not a tequila with hints of rye. It's most it's most definitely a Maryland style rye where where the tequila's coming through but not overwhelming you. And I do get that agave on the nose, that citrus on the nose, the, the oak and some vanilla there come through pretty nice to me. So this is, I don't know what the temperature of my house is right now. I mean, it's not, I don't, I got like a little sweater thing on, so it's not freezing obviously. And it's not like really warm, but I mean, this thing hits my, I mean, the way it kind of comes through is, I don't know why I'm talking about what I'm wearing, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, my, my point is, is, I mean, it's it, like, if you're looking for tequila, uh, if you're looking to find tequila, uh, to your point, Brett, you're getting you're getting the finishes of the barrel. You're not getting like the meat of the tequila in this thing, which is like uh, it, it's it's not underwhelming. It's not overwhelming. It is just that it's the finish. And you just start to get the hints and the ticks of that blue agave kind of hitting through on. I get it on the nose. I get it on the palate really nice job in, in kind of coming through and, uh, and I'm, I'm getting like some, uh, which I, that's what I didn't ask you, uh, what the Mashville and the rye makeup is you'll share in a minute. I'm sure. But this is like, uh, the rye Mashville on this thing is I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of honey. I'm, I'm thinking it, this is almost kind of like a, uh, honey, hot toddy, with uh with but but it well, no not honey it's like a blue agave hot toddy kind of thing coming from me on the taste it's actually really good yeah i get some nice i i i like it at 98 proof and i like where it finishes it kind of finishes different than um a lot of everything else we've put out where it's really central mid palate to me usually i get it on the sides or maybe in the back end and on a lot of the portfolio i get this kind of a nice long finish on the mid to roof of my mouth mid tongue a little fig in there maybe agave comes through nice but not overwhelming i feel i feel like if you got one of those bad tequila stories this might be a way to work your way back into it <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, th this this is a way to get yourself back into there are good tequilas out there right yeah you got that college mistake story i don't think you need to be too scared to yeah, try like a, this. yeah i don't need to pound the uh yellow label uh all night <laughs> to uh you know the point of uh discharging so yeah no this is a good one man so and so let, let's uh let's as i i want to sip on this for a minute and think sure. about it so uh what's the philosophy if you can share behind sagamore and there because you guys have a lot of finished product. I, I don't want to say a lot, but, but, but you're not afraid to put finished product out. Yep. And, 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 and th there's a difference in, uh, I don't even want to bring up the word, but, but a lot of folks are kind of like, you know, is finished finishes. And, and we talked about this, you know, uh, earlier in, uh, you know, on, on a few shows ago, but what, what's the, are you going to, do you like this? Is this a good path for you? Is it, does it hit the market just right? And you're going to continue to go down this road? And the answer is, I hope so. Yeah. You know, that might be one step above or two above my pay grade, but we have a great ops team. You know, we don't have a head distiller. We have a team of team of, of, of guys and girls that distill and, and, and laboratory and, um, and quality control and have relationships with different brokers and, and have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, I know it's a business and 
and and there's goals and cases to sell, but it's, it's also whiskey. You know, we're not we're not saving lives or it's not life or death. And, and one of those fun things is innovation. And, and, you know, the goal has been to release market wide two LTOs a year. And we did a double oak and a muscatel. And I think it was 17 at the same time. Double oak later becomes part of our core offerings. And, and then muscatel is, is one I hope we bring back because um, I think if people, now that they know who we are and what Maryland style rye is, I, I think it'd be better better received than it was at the time when we just couldn't even explain what we were, let alone what a muscatel was. Um, but they've been fun, high quality. You know, they're not going to put them out if they're not quality. You know, we 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 punted on Calvados for another. We put it back in rye barrels um, for 14 months uh, versus releasing it when we wanted to release it from a sales perspective. So. I think we'll keep going down that road. I, I know we have a fall one planned. The distillery just released a partnership um, with Momentum Monument Brewing. Um, they did a release at the distillery over the weekend. I think it was a Russian Imperial Stout um, oh, cool. that they aged it in. Ooh, and we've done a few sweet. other partnerships like that. Did one with Distill here in Illinois. We did one with Sierra Nevada. Yep. Um, so I think uh, if the... If the cooperage makes itself available and the partnerships are there and the R&D turns out to a spot that makes sense, you're going to keep seeing them. Um, there's what, there's some that I'm certain will not see the light of day. <laughs> they just they just didn't go the direction that maybe we thought they were going to go or, 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 you know, how they turned. And you got some like the Manhattan where I think even when Brian was on your show, he said he thought maybe the team was over their skis on it. Yep. And, and. Yeah, they crushed it. Um, and and, I, and you know, admittedly was a little nervous about that one based on how you, you've seen some things, more of the RTD ones, but how, how, how they've performed and and they killed it. And um, I expect them to continue to kill it with some fun stuff. And, you know, tequila, tequila barrels, 13-year-old Dexter barrels and, and, and some Maryland-style rye really make a, a fun combo. And who knew? Same with the Calvados. Um, we did a Madeira sherry at the, at the distillery. Uh, they did a Kingston cider one at the distillery. And it's just... You know, our mission is to build a global passion for Maryland-style rye, and, and and there's no roadmap to exactly how to do that. So let's let's explore a bunch of it, and I think we'll continue to, to come up with some LTOs and, and, and follow the strategy on top of the three solid core offerings that we have and then our barrel select. Nice. Yeah, I mean, as mentioned, and, and uh, yeah, Brian was uh, – he was very um, – uh, yeah, he, he was like, ah, you know, is the, or is this going to work? And, you know, and, and you know, if you listen to the show, I mean, he was like, yeah, shit, this worked, yeah. <laughs> this, this worked really good. And I don't know why I don't have more uh, cases, not bottles. No. And, and, and I, and I, I can't disagree uh, or, or I can't agree with him more in the sense of, you know, the only mistake that I have is not buying another bottle when I see it at the store. And that is not a, it's not a plug and play. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, you, you got a guy's trip, you're going on something. It's like, Hey, here's your Manhattan. Here's your, you can see front of another pour it over <laughs> ice. That way it dilutes a little bit and you, uh, you know, you, you got a little extra time in the, in the hopper, but yeah, I mean, I think you guys are really winning with uh, with what you're doing on your barrel finishes. It's um, it's unique, and and I don't know. I mean, if they, you don't have to answer, I've never, I would never pick up a uh, tequila finished bottle. I wouldn't pick it up. I just, I wouldn't grab it because I would be like, eh, now if it were a, uh, I'll stop there. But I just don't know if I would pick up a tequila finished bottle. So, I mean, why, what's the, what, what do you think there? Before this, 
He's saying before this. Yeah, yeah, you know, before, no, I mean, I would, de- I would absolutely buy this and introduce it to somebody that's like, ah, you know, tequila's not really my thing. And I mean, I'm like, hey, I would, before this, I would have introduced them to Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which I would have also let, but I would have followed up with, are you into uh, scotch? <laughs> and, and if I get a no also, then I'm like, uh, shit, I'm striking out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Mezcal guy, uh, which comes from selling Petey scotches years ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I drink Mezcal quite a bit. Uh, it's, you know, a fun one. Uh, you know, out of the course is take a Seagull Rattler, which is only like 2%, and then top it with a little Mezcal to, to spike it up a little bit. And uh, But it keeps you refreshed. Um, you know, I, I think it was we had the relationship. We, we had an opportunity to get some barrels that were too good to pass up. And... Um, Tried it in a little a little bit of a test run, got some feedback, and, and, and decided to go forth with it. This is eight months in the tequila barrels um, and at 98 proof. Uh, our, everything we do is a blend of, as you may remember, the 95 rye, yep. five malted barley, very traditional and very unique to us, are barely legal. 52 rye, 43 corn, five barley. Blended together, cut with limestone water. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean – Again, there's some things I've seen at the distillery. I've seen Isla Bear, all sorts of barrels. That, and again, I'm sure some of them won't see see the light of day. It just didn't work. Uh, I think with this, that it met their standards. Uh, we're only a short, uh, you know, short distance away. I'm just saying. So if, 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 if there's anything experimental that we can talk about that we can't talk about, but we can talk about how it tastes, but we can't talk about how it, uh, you know, where it's from. I mean, that we'd be totally up for that. Well, we'll have to plan. Maybe uh, the distillery be open full time again and. By the fall release and maybe we can do a live uh do one of these all in person sitting in the courtyard ahead of um of the next what's, LTO release. what's what's the uh oh so hold on so yes the answer is yes <laughs> um what about um so you're in chicago or uh, illinois or? yeah i'm a suburb of chicago Okay. And uh, so I actually played golf with a guy today that's uh, he, well, he's not a Chicago native, but he's been in Chicago for most of his life. But uh, anyway, we, uh, we were talking about today. So we were in Atlanta and uh, we, we topped out at 70 today. is the last I saw, and uh, we got a good round of golf. Well, we got a round of golf in. I won't say it was good, but we got a, we got a round of golf in. And uh, what, what's uh, I know the Chicago golf scene is like uh, not even like you. We you're waiting till probably March, I guess, right? We're maybe lucky. April. Yeah, maybe yeah, April. I, you might pop a day or two. Or problem is, of course, so many of the courses won't be ready, and we're still probably three or four feet of snow. Um, like it's just all starting to thaw out now. And now it's you know, a lot of friends with flooding or roof leaks, et cetera. Yeah, I think yeah. we hit, we hit about 40 today and I, I almost threw shorts on uh, when I was outside <laughs> just, for a just walk. Because you could, right? Yeah. I was like, this is great. But uh, yeah, I mean, mid March to maybe Thanksgiving would be the, the, the very ends of the season. Yeah. Um, so, so where do you play up there? Uh, I play, I live by a course called Fox Bend. So I play there quite a bit, which is in Oswego. Um, they've had a lot of the local, before they lost a bunch of street, uh, trees, they used to have like the state tournament and the high school tournament. Cool. Uh, a couple of years back, they lost about 144 trees, which oh, wow. uh, made me, I was pretty good playing there because, you know, you play the course enough, you putt 10 strokes better because there's not a putt I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, you know, and I can putt, if you tell me where it's going, I can putt. I can't read a green, but if somebody can tell me, you know, it's two balls outside. I'll, I'll be okay. Um, and then once they lost all those trees, I probably became, you know, even better uh, just because it became much more forgiving, <laughs> but uh, I'm in the Southwest suburbs and, and, and there's a lot of good courses. Um, 
Naperville has quite a bit uh, up in Schaumburg. I'll play the Schaumburg. Um, their, their public course is where I grew up. So I, I took lessons there when I was, you know, seven or eight years old and um, play quite a bit in the burbs, but no, none of the, probably none of the real known courses just cause I'm, I'm the guy that will take, you know, a bag of beer and, and as long as there's 18 holes out there, I, I, I'm not good enough to, to be too concerned. Yeah, well, with, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not good enough that I need to pay an exponential yeah. amount of money to play around a golf. Uh, unless you want to come on the show and talk about it. And then I'm your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, here we, here we go. So 30 bucks to ride and cold beer works for me. I mean, there's sometimes you get out and play some of the nicer ones and, and I, I, I don't like golf so much at the end of those days. So yeah. Cal, my, uh, please, Cal, the, please do not start singing. Do not start singing. And <laughs> south side of Chicago, <laughs> the baddest part of town. I mean, how, how can you resist it? Um, so, Croce, yeah. I just know too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you should know all the words, right? I know a lot of Jim Croce, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Beyond that song. Yeah, exactly. Well, so do I. So do I. That is not, I know who the guy is. And it, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we were talking to so the dude that was down from Chicago today, and uh, we, we did sample one of your, uh, what did we, what did I take him? Oh, I took him the, um, took him the Manhattan finish, and oh, cool. uh, yeah, loved it, had a good cigar over it, it's fantastic, and um, you know, he was like, uh, you know, this golf course is kind of shitty, which it's not really a shitty golf course, it's just that we've had so much rain down here, mm-hmm. and Georgia is like, you go from uh, you know, in the, in the mid teens and frozen to, uh, it's 40 and raining that everything just gets beat down. So it's just, you're, you're and, and if you don't overseed on Bermuda, it's, a, you're really hitting off mud, like the entire time. It's like, you're just, every time it's a mud hole, you know? So, ah. so it just, it makes it really, you know, it's like either you, you've, you've either thinned it or you've, uh, or you chunked it. I guess that means uh, somebody's going to call me and give me a, give me a club fitting. So, I don't know. but <laughs> hey, I'll take a club fitting, Barney Adams. Here we go. I got to try one of those. Have you ever played Arizona in November? Uh, sure, absolutely. So I go to the uh, Arizona Fall League almost every year. Which, if you're a baseball fan, I hear they might be getting rid of it. But if they're not, you got to go. It's ninety percent of the guys make the majors. I'm as you can sit. Right on, you know, first row next to the dugout. Yeah. I can tell you stories for days, but they flood all the courses there. You know, they, the grass there, they flood them in October and a lot of it bleeds into early November. So you can yeah. play two, $300 round courses for 50, 60 bucks. And I, I'll never forget the first time because, you know, it's a desert and you're like, hey, it's car path only. <laughs> like, how could it be car path only? It's 85 degrees out in the desert. Like, no, no, you don't understand. We've, Last month we were closed. Everything was flooded, and I'll tell you, we played. We every day we would play at seven a.m. There's a fall game at noon, and then a night game. So we, and we did yeah. that every day for a week. And the day of the All Star game, uh, we played thirty six holes. And I'll tell you, car path only. And I could not have hit my ball further away from the car path for three straight <laughs> rides. Then you're, you stand over it, and it's like you're, you know the water comes up on your shoes, and it's oh, like yeah. it's the craziest thing. But wow. I guess that's all they have to do to make it so nice the rest of the year nice so any any way well, yeah because they close they they shut down what do they shut down september october yeah about yeah most of october i think for yeah. a lot of them yeah and then so but so any favorite courses in uh in arizona man yeah but i can't remember the name of it i can okay. see it in my mind's eye but i'd have to yeah. look it up um so it's like an hour from glendale papago yeah Camel's we played back there. we played papago uh, that was pretty cool true north <laughs> there was one um 
with like a go kart track, a little Indy 500 type sound. That was yeah. pretty. It was pretty cool, except for the buzzing of the cars the whole time. But it was a real neat track. Uh, the golf course track was a lot of different elevation changes, and I'll take it. There was one that. I can't remember the name. I have it written down that we played that was just beautiful. You wouldn't have known you were in the desert. Hmm. Yeah. You, know, you play that much golf and every night at midnight, we just get on golf now and figure out who had a yeah. good rate at 7am. Like we weren't picky. Um, and one of them was beautiful. A lot of them ran very similar, similar terrain, similar, yeah. you know, just, it was Arizona, but this one, it wasn't, a, it was much more green and, a lot more water, and you would it did not feel like I think it was up in Scottsdale. I'll have to, I'll have to hit my buddy up to remember what Who it was. Who are you called. going to see uh, in the Arizona Fall League? What, what teams are you following? So I'm a huge White Sox fan, but what's okay. cool about the Fall League is there's only I think there's only six teams now. Um, so everybody, like the one team, the White Sox, one year were on the the Javinas, Javinas, Javelinas, um, is made up of like the White Sox, the Dodgers, I think six teams. Everybody can send four or five guys um okay. and then so that again there's two games during the day and then one night game and, and they've changed the schedule over the years some some weeks there's two night games and but it's really fun it's you can golf every morning some days play 36 and it's if you're a baseball person especially if you have kids because you can hear everything um yeah, right. absolutely hear everything uh the stories i mean one guy the bullpen phone rang and he threw it <laughs> 10 feet over the back yeah, into the backstop because it rang when he was right here and oh, wow. you, know, you, sit, you go to enough games and people kind of get to recognize you and last time i was there some guy was in pitching and he wasn't in their book and you know the guy on deck comes over to the coach he's like what he's got what's he got like, <laughs> clearly he can throw hard and he's left-handed he's not in the book <laughs> and the guy looks at me he goes do you see him in the book and he hands me the binder and i'm like <laughs> No, he's not in here. Nice, uh, but fun. it's really cool. If, if you're a baseball fan, it's you, you know there's not a lot you can't hear. Um, it's cheap. They they sell beer. It's beautiful weather. It's just a great way to spend spend a week or two. Um, and then again, you can hit all those golf courses. It's just weird that they're all flooded. Um, yeah, very surprising the first time I went. Nice, nice. Yeah, but you did with what you get, right? And yeah. uh, and and it's very economical. Yeah, sure. and again, you exposure to some really expensive courses if it was yeah. a month later. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'm telling you this. Uh, I mean, this would. Uh, I'm. I'm not against it. Once you've you've hit me with a. Uh, you've hit me with another barrel finish, uh, or finished barrel. Yeah, barrel finish. That's uh, you know, I'm almost getting. It's I don't know how weird. It, and I have not had popcorn today. But I'm getting like in in the like if I chew on this a little bit, I'm getting like this buttered popcorn, uh, like almost it, it. I I don't get the corn. I just get the movie theater butter. I'm getting movie okay. theater butter out of this thing. Well, now I got to go back and chew a little bit. I, I, had, I, I, had, I know I had to search for it because I'm like going. This tastes so familiar to me, and and I can't figure out what it is. But it's like, but you know how if you're if like if you're in the theater and you're watching that good movie and you're chewing it around, I'm getting like this movie theater butter popcorn, like in back in my jowls. That's I'm not even. You may not up, get but it, that's, but no, that's really well described. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that oily. Yeah. I mean, it's butter, but I'm getting like oily, like movie, like if you pump the pumped. The freaking 
yeah. thing in your hand and in a cup and just drink it. I'm getting movie theater butter in the back of my mouth. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you led me there, but I, I'm there with you. I, I know, but I, I mean, it's you, you can't. I mean, you could say you don't get it, but uh, and I know I'd led you there. But don't ask what Cal movie he's experience. going to see. We don't want to know what movie he's going to see. Uh, probably let's see what movie am I again. going to see. Ooh, I would love to see Tombstone. Oh, <laughs> Brett, you should do um, you should do Bourbon in a movie with us. All right. I don't know if you're up for it or not, but you sure. got to pick your you got to pick your favorite movie, and then we'll you know watch it, and then we'll uh, get together on some notes. All right, huh? I will we'll decide what movie to go with. No, yeah, or we'll suggest some. Either way. All right, all right. I have to think of something Maryland based or, or, or something something that makes some sense Maryland or Rye wise. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Yeah, think about it. Where do you go? Uh, so, where's the Diamond in the Rough in the uh, Chicago area? As far as dinner, drinks, that kind of thing. Man, I'll tell you, um, it's a neighborhood place that is, is I love it. If, if I always joke, he needs to open up a monkey's paw West cause I wouldn't have to drive so far to hang out with them. But, um, so many great spots, so many, um, but I'd say diamond in the rough or the one that it seems like when I tell people about it, they, they may not have heard of it. It's up in the North side, not too far from Wrigley field, maybe about 10 minutes. Hmm. Uh, you could actually take one of those, um, rickshaws where the person pedals <laughs> um and then get there in a reasonable amount of time but it's called the monkey's paw i think it's up at oh. 25 24 north southport and just uh run by great people um probably has i have to check but several hundred scotches probably oh, 100 wow. 100 or so um american whiskeys and just a, a wine a good wine selection local craft beer and, and it's just it's farm to table feel, but also manly, like family friendly and stuff, but it's, you know, yeah. stick to your gut sort of, uh, just really good food, che- seasonal, uh, you know, keeps up with, with the times and, and changes it. And just, if, you, if you're ever in the area, as far as a diamond of the rough goes, there's several great places, but monkey spot would probably be, uh, my first recommendation, especially if you're looking for a great whiskey list and try to work your way through some, some single malts or, or whiskeys and, um, Matt there does just a wonderful job. All right. Perfect, man. That's awesome. Perfect. What's, uh, what, so if we're going to play, if we're coming up, so we're scheduling a trip and we're heading your way and we're going to go, we're going to get up and play golf. Where are we going? Man, am I playing or am I just setting you up? <laughs> no, you're playing. Of well, course. I, I mean, I would, I would say yes. Uh, but I mean, no, I hope you're playing with us. And, uh, I mean, can we, uh, like we want the people to come on the show and we want to, I mean, we, we can reach out too, but I mean, let's get some people on the show and uh, get them on and talk. Well, about the, course. well the reason I joke is uh, I probably think based on Harbor side's a cool one, um, it, but it kills me. Like I can't, I'm just, <laughs> I can't play it. Like I'm terrible. I have nightmares just thinking about it, but Harbor side is pretty good. South side of the city um, up against the lake a little bit. And then if we were going out a little bit West, um, you know, where we could actually, you know, probably get a tea time at, uh, Klein Creek is another fun, challenging one, but Harborside would probably be one of the first ones that comes to mind that, um, we wouldn't have to drive too far for and, and, and could get on and, and have some fun. If we were going to put a little time in the car, Orchard Valley out in Aurora is, is, uh, is a pretty cool track. Um, Arrowhead and Wheaton is, is a fun one. Um, and, and, but yeah, Harborside would probably be the first one that comes to mind. It just, it's a, it's a good one. 
Yeah, it's just it's a fun. It's a, the White Sox have their outing there. Um, I oh. think they still have their outing there, and it's just it's conveniently located. It's really challenging. Um, it just is. Uh, it just kills me. It's one of those. If the water's to the right, the wind's blowing left to right, and my slice is in full effect, and then on the next hole, somehow the wind shifts to go right to left, and I hook it, and <laughs> I probably need to bring two dozen golf balls to play that course. <laughs> Well, that uh, Dan's going to bring more than that then. <laughs> so Dan actually needs you to let him know how many of your balls your how many balls you're bringing, so Dan knows how many balls he needs. <laughs> oh boy, perfect. perfect. I just got to convince myself to play grandma golf. Uh, my grandma, she just passed recently, but man, she'd hit 150, 150 chip and putt. And here I am in the trees and trying to get out of the trees, you know, and I'm taking a six and she's like, you know, I'm 80 and I just took a four, <laughs> you know, or maybe she'll two putt, she'll take a five. In the meantime, I'm 20 something. I mean, she beat me my, since I was in my, you know, 10, 11 years old. She, she was really a good golfer, but that's all she did. There was nothing shiny. It was 150, 160 in control, 150, 160 in control, chip, maybe a two putt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's fun to hit it a lot for sure. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, it's just, so uh, unfortunately I always convince, uh, I forget about that, about the fourth hole. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's no, no, no. That's conveniently <laughs> forget about that by the fourth hole. Yeah. And then you pull out the I, driver and the fourth hole, you end up playing the second shot from the seventh hole. And <laughs> I, I know your style of golf, sir. I play that every time. Yeah. I'm a hack, uh, but I play quick. No, that's but most I, important. But I do like a good cigar. Okay, so I yeah. got a question. I don't. And then my first question, uh, it's going to be rough. But oh look, we're going to go back to we're going to go back to the day. First question. Well, hold on. Do we do we want to comment any more about the uh, about the barrel finish? I think it's fantastic. I think the tequila finish is something that you definitely should try. Uh, I mean, I'm getting like there's nothing. It, I I might almost even be surprised that. It would be tequila finished. I, 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 I'm, and I'm not the most, uh, I'm not the best person to get into this, but I'm not a professional. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited to hear feedback. Um, again, it, it's just hitting, hitting stores, hopefully the next couple of weeks, line price with all the rest of them um, that we've released. Uh, lim- again, limited, just like the rest. And just different, uh, you know, again, it, I think it falls in line with, with everything we've done where it's still a rye, um, but the tequila comes through. It's just something unique and, and fun to try. Cool. Very cool. Oh, I think it's so, yeah, I think it's so good. This is, uh, this is perfect. for. All right, he's got to go, go here in a minute, Kyle. So I have to ask your question. Oh, we're all right. Oh yeah. Sorry. So, so my question is. Would you rather play golf with MJ or Tiger? Man, that's a really tough one. Uh, I think I'd go MJ. Okay. Yeah, just between watching him growing up in in Chicago, uh, playing with the White Sox, obviously in the minors. I was at the game where he played at Wrigley Field. Uh, Just, I think, yeah, I don't think you could go wrong with that selection, but I I think I would pick MJ because I have so many other things I'd want to know and questions and, and conversation to talk about beyond, beyond golf. Um, yeah, yeah, just, I'd, I'd have to really tough one, but I think I'd pick MJ. 
No, no, and, and fair, right? I, I don't know. I haven't been asked the question yet, so I don't know how to go. And I'm not going to answer yet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting to answer, and I don't know how it would go. It, it, and it's not so much of how you would play with, uh, yeah, because I mean, you know, people often get time, get get uh, get asked the question of, hey, what's your what's your dream foursome, right? And people pick. Uh, they pick Gandhi and Jesus and uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Kennedy, and they. Right. So, so, so it's not necessarily meaning that. Hey, I'm scheduling your tea time. Give me the last names. It's more so of like, hey, like you know, if you're if you're in a position to pick, uh, and you had to elect somebody or select some select. Select elect. I don't know what it would be in that. That's an interesting situation. We'll have to get uh, the goat patchery on that one. Yeah. So, but if but if you're in a position to say I have an option, um, you know, is it? I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm going Jordan all day because I think we're gonna be smoking cigars. I think I can drink all I want, and I think I'm gonna definitely have to file bankruptcy afterwards that's because true. I'm, I'm that's try and true i was getting ready to yeah. go there yeah i gotta agree i think the cigars and the drinking probably lock it in and then there'll probably be a heck of a dinner afterwards yeah um and it's like hey man i know you lost your ass out there i'll just give you a grant yeah. no he's not giving and, you anything back no. i don't think he's giving you a back no, and he's but, not giving you back so he's gonna be brett you guys you guys are gonna be out there he's gonna friend you up man you guys are gonna he's, and you're probably gonna be winning going into like you know 17 or 18 and you're gonna say oh you know what let's uh, let's make it fair let's do something fun and he goes what do you want to bet and you know he's gonna say to you Whatever makes you nervous, buddy. That's what. That's what it is. <laughs> Whatever makes you nervous. That's what he told Kepka. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I had that read that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. For me, on the golf course, five bucks probably makes me nervous. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Outside of maybe a one footer. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Man. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be and, fun. Yeah, big cigar guy. He uh, definitely. Wouldn't have to worry about those being available, I think, or, or encouraged while out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who would you rather have a drink with? Jack Nicholson mm. or Jack Nicholas? Oh, that's pretty easy to me. Yeah, I think I go Nicholson. Yeah, you're definitely get some stories out of Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's just. No offense to to, to other Jack, but no. I just think the conversations could go endless directions um, with Nicholson. He won't remember it, but it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if it goes well, I get some. Maybe I get to join him at a Lakers game. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, so, what you playing these uh, days, man? What you what you got in the bag? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm I'm actually gonna go get fitted and and pick up some new clubs. Um, potentially Mizuno's through a relationship. Right, that's good. That's good. I traded um, three cases of wine for a bunch of Tommy Armors probably 17 years ago. Love that. And most of those are still in there. I have a 10 iron um, that's. Uh, I think that's Callaway. Uh, I have a Callaway two ball putter. I just broke my Callaway square driver. So I'm, I'm in need of a driver. Like bash it on the wall or no, one of them, I actually have two. One has a rattle in it. And then my buddy gave me one and um, it just, it snapped. Hmm. I used to hit a seven wood with a driver shaft, a very stiff driver shaft on it. And that broke and that has ruined my golf game. <laughs> 
because for some reason I could hit that club anywhere I wanted all the time. That stinks, um, man. Yeah. So, but I have a total mishmash. I got uh, my my when my grandma just passed, and, and her and my grandfather were big golfers, and I emptied a bunch of stuff, and I got these two hybrids that say three three and four four on them, some brand I've never ever heard of, but they're going far and straight, so they're going to stick around for a while, but. Nice. Yeah, this is a year fight. So I hadn't played in a long time. I mean, I played, but not regularly. And, and then COVID got me playing again. And my son had the course across the street on Saturdays and Sundays after four. Um, kids play free. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So, yeah, even to ride, I think it's 17 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. So we've been going out there and, and getting, and he took a couple lessons and, and, and grandma and grandpa play a lot. And um, so I've been getting him into it and just going out there on Sundays, uh, sometimes alone, sometimes with a guy we, we play Little League with and, you know, we don't always get, I don't think we've ever gotten 18 in, um, but we've come close and uh, just getting out there playing. So even post COVID and when travel picks up, I think I'll keep that going. So finally going to, going to man up and get fitted and invest in some good clubs and, and hopefully take a few strokes off. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, it's, it's mostly those Tommy armors um, there that, and I hit that three wood off the tee a lot. And then just a mishmash of whatever the hell can, whatever's going straight that day. I got a tip for you. Yeah. When you get fitted, the only swing that counts is what, Cal? The second one. The second swing. That's it. Other than that, let's move on. You, you only need, I'm telling you, listen to the show when it comes out. What, uh, I don't know what to be out, but Barney Adams said, um, you need two, I need two swings. I can tell you what you need. Yep. Hit your first one, I'll measure your second one. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, and that, hey, so it's not confident when he said it on the show, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> he, yeah. did, he did not even, he did not hesitate to say, you can go hit 70 or 80 balls out here. It's fine. I need two shots. Hit your first one, then hit your second one, and I'll, I'll fit your clubs. Yep. It's good to know. Yeah. It's, so I, I was pretty good growing up. And then I got away from playing and then I get so frustrated when I couldn't play like I used to play because, but I wasn't ever playing. And then I, you know, one day I was like, Hey, you're on the golf course, relax. You're drinking a beer. you got a cigar in your hand. You know, the baby's at home, whatever the case might be, just right. play mindset. Yeah. And then I just started having fun out there and, you know, you get a couple comeback shots or, you know, put a few things together, but I, again, was playing maybe once or twice a month. So it wasn't even, too worried about results. Uh, now this last summer uh, started, I played a lot and it was like, Oh wait, I remember cool. I once was good at this game. That's like, awesome. <laughs> I've never been able to get off the tee for any distance and that's fine with me. But again, it ended up started playing some pretty good, some good courses played Kent Tigney, which is another nice one. And I think it's in Winfield. Have with you played my, Cog Hill ever? No, I've been there for the BMW. Um, oh shit, man! We got that. We that's that's where we're going. We're going to. I, we, yeah, we'll, we'll work right. on that. We'll work on. I mean, that's that's a fun course to play. We'll we'll get up there. That's yeah, easy. I've walked it. Uh, Bowling Brook's another good one. Um, now that now that I'm getting into my golf mind, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this summer got through, between playing with the kid and then and playing with my mom a lot and and and, and brother and sister and just kind of. It's like, hey, yeah, okay. I, I don't. I'm having fun, and I'm getting to be good again. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm excited for this weather to turn and, and get back out there and, and start to work that into uh, into the schedule a little bit more frequently. And it definitely helps being able to bring your son out, you know, because then the wife's go, go. Why don't you guys go? Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, hey, Brett. I've uh, so I'm enjoying it. I'm 
I don't know if this is going to last of the night or not. It could, it could not. But uh, hey, but we're uh, we've experienced the um, the tequila finish uh, Sagamore. It's coming in at ninety eight proof, and it is absolutely fantastic. I, uh, I I wouldn't have any trouble. Hey, if you want to gift us, gift me a bottle. <laughs> I know you don't, you don't want to gift Dan a bottle. Not no, you. Of course I'm he doesn't. For, for people that are listening, but if you want to send us a bottle of something, hey, go out and go buy two bottles of uh, Sagamore's tequila. So fish. I'm going to just say, Brett, real quick, this is him asking for strokes again. I mean, like when you play together, he's going to ask for strokes. When you come on the show, he's going to ask for bottles of stuff. So, okay. Won't need any strokes from me. Oh, he's still going to ask. He's still going to ask. And if you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you know, when while. You meet up with Carrie on those barrel samples <laughs> down the line. Maybe you uh, will throw in a big 750 at tequila. Perfect. Perfect. Ooh, a little lead in. We may have a uh, may have a coming from Sagamore. I saw uh, the stuff you answered the label. You guys said that looks awesome. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. So we're so we're doing all those. We're going to do uh, four releases this year, and they're going to be the uh, we're going to do the majors releases. And uh, I think we're going to pr- try to stay consistent with that. I, I don't think we need to do anything above and beyond that. We're just going to do four releases a year. It's going to be with all the major golf uh, tournaments. And uh, But, yeah, but thank you very uh, – as Dan mentioned, thank you very much for saying that. Yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, our friends at uh, Rock uh, – yeah, shit, I always screw it up – Rock, yeah. Rock, New York Elite Barrel Pickers. Yeah. R O C N Y Elite Barrel Pickers. Uh, so they're dipping the bottles for us and uh, they got it working on it. But, you know, they, they, they've got that covered. So that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, the label looks exciting. I'll have to see if I can figure out a way to get some cool, uh, to Illinois. Cool. Hey, yeah, look cool. It'll be fun, fun to follow along. Hey, cool. watch this. <laughs> DM, DM me. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. At you. Oh, sorry. You were small uh, screen. Dan was in the big oh, screen. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm winking. Yeah. DM me. Sweet. And then do you guys uh, do hats or just stickers? I, really I saw Mikey uh, had his sticker the other day, and um, Bourbon uh, Right Club put it on his locker, the sticker. And I was like, you know, that'd be a cool hat. We don't have any hats yet. We're going to get uh, them. We, yeah, we don't have any hats They're yet. Coming. We're. Uh, we were working on uh, we were working on uh, getting liquor and uh, yeah we're, we're but but we are but, but we're working on it. Yep. All right. Uh, well, yeah. sign me up for a hat once uh, once they're available. Perfect. Perfect. Appreciate yeah. wear that. that That'll be a fun one to wear on the course. I'll be curious, like what kind of conversation that leads to when you get paired up with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, on the course especially. Like, what is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> we tell you about it. Very cool. So absolutely, man. Uh, Brett from Sagamore Spirit. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sharing your uh, your new release of the tequila finish. Uh, I'm definitely buying one. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for Cheers. having me, guys. Keep up the great work. It's been fun to follow. Thanks, buddy.